From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Political neutrality, not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Out with the old and with the new. That's what they always used to say when you'd see people giving CPR to a drowning victim. In the old cartoons, they'd be taking their arms and swinging them back and forth out with the bad air, in with the good. And that's what we're going to do tonight on The Reckoning. Look back at 2023, look ahead to 2024. There was an awful lot of bad air this past year, both figuratively and literally. And we're hoping for good air this new year, but it's looking dicey. I have the bad feeling that we're looking down the barrel of another 1968. Why do I say this? Because if 2023 has taught us anything, it's that Democrats will tell any lie, they'll commit any crime, and they have absolutely no scruple at stopping at anything. And I fear for what this means for not only President Trump, but also Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Every time they've indicted Trump, his poll numbers go up. Every time they've tried to get him canceled on a ballot, it's blown up in their faces. They claim that they need to destroy democracy in order to save democracy. They claim that their democracy-destroying actions are actually saving democracy, making America safe for democracy again. Well, I guess their definition of democracy is us doing what we're told to do, us doing what they want us to do. You see, we're the real problem. Donald Trump's not the problem. They hate us and they fear us because they know that we outnumber them. And they're afraid that we figure that out before they're able to finally lock us down for good with central bank digital currencies, with kill switches in all the uh, vehicles, et cetera. And, you know, people say, well, EVs, nobody wants an EV. Well, talk to the insurance companies. We've gotten whistleblower reports that insurance companies are already preparing to not insure internal combustion engine vehicles or diesel engine vehicles. Think about that for a minute. The government is going to use private companies, insurance companies, to implement a policy that they could never succeed at with at the ballot box, a legitimate ballot box. And they're going to try to backdoor getting rid of the internal combustion engine. You just won't be able to insure your car. And states will say, well, we're just not going to register any cars anymore. If you, I'm sorry, if you don't have an EV, you can't get a registration. They literally, this is what they do, with a swipe of a pen, with a stroke of a pen, they will make hundreds of millions of Americans criminals. But this is nothing new. They do it all the time with gun regulations. I saw a great meme today or a video clip today. It was a young woman saying, if you want to prevent sec women being sexual harassed at the workplace, simply ban women from the workplace. Sound outrageous? It is. But that's what they do with gun control, she said, and she's absolutely correct. These, you know, I, I, I've not been able to make up my mind as to whether leftists are 
truly evil or phenomenally stupid. I think the people pushing the agendas are truly evil. And I, I think the people that just parrot what they hear on MSLSD are truly stupid. I think these people are so benighted, their minds are so open that their brains have fallen out. How anybody can think that a gun-free zone is the way to make people safer, it perplexes me. The stunning illogic of it on its face is just stupefying. I don't even know how to react when somebody says something that ridiculous. So what you're saying is that you want to create target-rich environments for people who don't obey the law. And you think a law is going to stop them. But honestly, I think these people, and they've come out and said it, okay? Well, you know, we're, we appeal to the better angels of people's nature, and it, it's just natural, one woman said. It's just, it's just human nature that if a criminal sees that someone's unarmed, that he won't use his firearm. Oh, really? Oh, really? There's a reason why one of the definitions of a conservative is a liberal that's been mugged. Okay, sometimes these people need to find out the hard way. Sometimes you fool around, you find out. Now, we don't want them dealt with with extreme prejudice the way they want us taken out. But I do think that stupid needs to hurt more. And I think that would be a positive thing to look forward to in 2024. We need to make stupid hurt more. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Do you have an upcoming Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's news talk yeah, radio. Yeah, no, that was supposed to be a sweet. I mean, uh, do you have an upcoming community event, rally, march, festival, or fundraiser that could do with some free publicity? TNT Radio wants to promote it for you. Simply visit the What's On Events calendar on the TNT Radio website and submit your event details. And we'll get the word out on TNT Radio. According to a newly unsealed court papers, former President Donald Trump's attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen, quote unquote, accidentally sent his lawyer non-existent legal cases that were produced by the artificial intelligence program Google Bard as he seeks to beef up his petition for early termination of his supervised release. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT radio news producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. This is a strange story. Um, definitely going to categorize this as uh, did not see this coming. Um, so in a pair of court filings, which were unsealed today, so this is how we are learning about this, Cohen and his legal team apparently informed Manhattan federal judge Jesse Furman that attorney David Schwartz, oops, submitted false citations that were provided by Cohen uh, that were ultimately basically produced using the artificial intelligence program uh, service uh, from Google called BARD uh, in order to argue for an end to Cohen's court supervision last month. Um, let's see who we're going to quote here. This is coming from Cohen in a seven-page declaration that was submitted to Furman on Thursday. Quote, as a non-lawyer, I have not kept up with emerging trends and related risks in legal technology and did not realize that Google Bard was a generative text service that, like ChatGPT, could show citations and descriptions that looked real but were actually not, end quote. 
Uh, oh, he found out the hard way. Uh, quote, instead, I understood it to be a supercharged search engine and had repeatedly used it in other contexts to successfully find accurate information online, end quote. Who can blame him? These things are certainly advertised as supercharged search engines. Uh, Schwartz submitted the November 29th filing without checking whether the cases Cohen gave him were real and was facing sanctions if he did not disclose the potentially quote-unquote fraudulent conduct. This is what the filings show. In a separate letter to the judge, Cohen lawyer Danya Perry said her client did not, quote, have an ethical obligation to verify the accuracy of his research, end quote, and placed the blame squarely on Schwartz. Uh, quote, Mr. Schwartz did have an, ab an obligation to verify the legal representations being made in a motion he filed. Uh, this is what Perry wrote. Uh, saying that the attorney mistakenly believed Perry had produced the citations herself, adding that Schwartz had a history of being, quote, less than meticulous about the accuracy of his citations. Uh, Perry, in a statement to the New York Post, said, quote, the filings show that Mr. Cohen did absolutely nothing wrong. He relied on his lawyer as he had every right to do. Unfortunately, his lawyer appears to have made an honest mistake in not verifying the citations in the brief he drafted and filed, end quote. The mess could, the mess, excuse me, could cast doubt on Cohen's potential testimony in Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's criminal business fraud case against Trump, as well as New York Attorney General Letitia James' civil fraud case. Uh, Bragg, of course, indicted Trump in March on 34 counts of allegedly concealing business records to hide hush money payments routed through Cohen to former porn star Stormy Daniels and ex-Playboy model Karen McDougal. The money was kept to meant to keep both women from going public before the 2016 election, apparently. Uh, James also filed a $250 million civil fraud case against Trump last year, alleging that he had inflated the Trump organization's assets to secure more favorable loan and insurance terms. But, Timothy, at this stage in the legal process because i'm not a lawyer myself i don't know what this portends does this mean that these cases are going to have trouble is this spell bad news for cohen um what's with these lawyers all accusing each other uh does nobody want to take the fall for this one and how on earth do you think this even happened well we know how this happened okay it's very understandable how this happened it's not forgivable but it's understandable well it is forgivable and you know if they say they're sorry and pay a penalty and and maybe go to the penalty box for a little bit of time. Uh, you know, forgiveness is one of the hallmarks of our judicial system. But what this is, Adam, you know, when I say it's understandable how this happened, here's what happened. Michael Cohen is lazy. He's not a very bright man. And, and you know, people seem to forget that the bar examination is a minimum competency exam, right? So people that I, and people do pass the felt to pass the bar. I've known several and they're very nice people. They're not very good lawyers. Even John F. Kennedy Jr. had the self-awareness to say, because he failed it multiple times, at least three or four times before finally passing. And what do you know? He gets one of the most prestigious post law school legal jobs in the country working for the Manhattan the district attorney's office. I wonder how he got that job. Anyway, at least he said, said, look, we're clearly not talking 
about a legal scholar here referring to himself. So it's a minimum competency exam and Michael Cohen passed it. What really troubles me about this whole thing is how could Donald Trump keep him as a lawyer for so many years? Because the guy's a dunce. He's seriously a dunce. And Donald Trump has top flight people working for him. I don't know how Michael didn't end up in the boardroom on the receiving end of a you're fired. But how it happened is Michael's stupid and lazy and relied on Google Bard to do his homework for him. He's trying to save legal fees. So he told his lawyer, I'll draft the brief. And the lawyer said, okay, you know, to keep your hours down, I'll draft the brief. Lawyer said, okay. And then the lawyer was lazy and figured, well, Michael's a lawyer. He knows what he's doing. I'll just sign the brief. Big mistake. Big mistake. You never sign your name to something unless you've read it thoroughly. So here we've got two lawyers that were stupid and didn't do their jobs. And that's how this happened. Does it bode well for Cohen's legal case? I don't know. That's up to the judge. I do think that the judge will not look kindly upon it. And I think that Cohen's lawyer is actually the one that might end up holding the hot potato because he could face both Rule 11 sanctions and bar discipline. Uh, that would be the the one, um, his old lawyer, right? Schwartz, David Schwartz. Yeah, it's the one that signed guess, it. The one that signed yeah, and submitted yeah. the brief. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's got new representation with Donya Perry, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I think you're right. I think ultimately it's going to – the axe is going to fall on David Schwartz's neck, as it were, in this case. When in reality, you know who I actually would hold responsible for this? It's actually the, the creator of the program, Google, because of the well. – even I have I, – Bing has one too. I don't, I don't mean to just call out Google. They're all like this. Like they just pop up all of a sudden. You don't even know what you're interacting with. It really does look and feel like a – as he described it, a supercharged um, search browser. So, yeah. you know, sure, he's lazy and the other lawyer's lazy. But at the end of the day, I think Google needs to be a little more responsible with the way they uh, promote their products. That's my personal I, opinion. I, I got to disagree there. I got to disagree. I think I think there's problems – you know, but Google puts it out. It's it's not an innocent mistake. You clearly know when you're using AI to write a brief, okay? That he, he wasn't using LexisNexis or any other research tool. He was using an AI program to write his brief. And, you know, it's unforgivable. It's just, it's it's unforgivable for a lawyer to submit to a court a document with uh, false cases because that's that's deceiving the court and that's a felony. There you go. Yeah, because, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't understand how this works. But um, I was given the impression that it was just he was searching for cases that were re relevant and the, the chat thing created fake cases for him. And, yeah, he should have done his due diligence and double checked it. So learning lesson for all uh, as we all move forward with using these tools, Timothy, I'm certainly going to be double, triple checking myself. But I personally don't use the stuff. So, you know. Yeah, neither do I. I tried I tried making some AI photos one time and all it did is take like three different i said <laughs> i said donald trump dressed as a roman gladiator riding a lion and all i got were donald trump pictures roman gladiator pictures and lion pictures and they were all you know mashed together digitally and it was just a an unholy mess so you know that's probably user error i haven't figured out how to use ai but i'm not even going to bother
there's, there's actual courses now to teach people how to put in the prompts correctly on the AI programs yeah. to get it to spit out what you want. So I don't doubt funny it. funny to yeah. me. Knowledge, knowledge is power and knowledge increases the pocketbook. So there you go. Adam, thanks for a great year here. Look forward to new stories in 2024. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travellers from terrorists, hijackers or violent drunks or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform, that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans. That's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. It's Flyover Friday, and we've got Chuck from RightOfCenterUSA.com with us for yet another Flyover State Report. Ahoy, Poloy. Ahoy, Poloy. It's great to be here with you, Timothy. It really is. Always great to have you. I know you and Chrissy and your family had a wonderful Christmas. How about 2024? Are you as apprehensive as I am? I, I think we're looking down the barrel of another 1968, unfortunately. Uh, another 1968, another 2020. You yeah, know, everybody's they, everybody We do really have is. an election coming up. Yeah, so it's, it's it's no holds barred, right? It really is. And, you know, speaking of 1968, the Democrats are having their convention in Chicago. In Chicago. Oh. <laughs> you know, people keep forgetting that. They think it was the Republican <laughs> convention that had the riots. It wasn't. It was Mayor Daley in the, in the <laughs> Democrat convention. And Mayor Daly, he wish he was still alive. He'd bring out the dogs again. Remember that? Really yes, he would. And well, the hoses hosing everybody down. My thesis, and I know you agree with me on this, the Democrat Party is now the American Communist Party, and the Republican Party is now the old Democratic Party. The Republican Party has slid so far to the left that their policies now are the same as Jack Kennedy's back in the early 60s. Right. Kennedy's policies haven't changed. It's the Republicans. We've got to stop this slide to the left with the GOP. Your governor there in Ohio, he's got to go. You know, it's just more of an extension of John Kasich, who's really controlling it, just like Obama's controlling what's going on. He's got to control all in in Ohio. Um, Head Voinovich, you know, I remember back in the day when I was in high school, I helped him get elected as an auditor in Cuyahoga County. Then he became mayor of Cleveland, Ohio. Fantastic mm-hmm. mayor. He turned around Cleveland like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely fantastic. Left Cleveland just like Rudy Giuliani 
in a great shape, absolutely beautiful. All everything was growing down there. All the reforms, all the construction. He leaves, and now it's worse than the Rust Belt. Yeah, you know, and yeah. another rotting city. You know, and Columbus is probably going to end up becoming that too. Um, you know, with I always call Mayor McCheese. You know, with what's going on. Yeah, the problem is you've got 25,000 Chinese nationals, Chi-Coms, they're members of the Red Army in actuality. They're voting in Columbus. Uh, and you've got Wexner's name all over everywhere, one of the biggest human traffickers in this country. Jeffrey Epstein's mentor and benefactor, Epstein's Manhattan mansion, was purchased from Wexner for, I think, a dollar. It's uh, not looking good for OSU. And it's not looking no. good for Columbus. It's not looking good at all. I mean, and look at these chancellors and these presidents. I mean, Gordon Gee, who was here, you know, for a while, then he left and he went to Vanderbilt. You know, while he's down in Vanderbilt, <laughs> ends up divorced, ends up having cocaine parties, you know, wild stripper parties and things going on down at Vanderbilt. And then he finds his way back to the Ohio State University. It starts screwing up things all over again here yeah. in Ohio. Absolutely terrible. And these chancellors, look what just happened up in Wisconsin, Timbo. The chancellor right. up there, you know, doing Pornhub videos with his wife. Right. It's not and, like and, and they're trying to make him the victim. They're trying to make oh. him the victim, saying, oh, this is this is against First Amendment. This is against his First Amendment rights. It's nothing but a freak show. It really is. And these people well, that's are what they want for America. Right. They want the 0.1% of America that are they're communists and freaks and everything else. They want them. They want, first of all, they want everybody to think that they're mainstream and that they're the normal American when clearly they're not. They're like seven standard deviations away from the mean in America. And but it's it's tail wag the dog. You know, and where we're living, where Chrissy and I live in Columbus, you know, we're behind enemy lines with all these people. They yeah. are truly in their own little bubble down here. You know, it is just absolutely unbelievable. You know, rules for the and not for me to do what they want. Oh, yeah. The problem is, as I said in, in the opening tonight, we need to make stupid hurt more. Right. There has to be consequences for being stupid. People, people that are stupid need to lose their jobs. People that are doing stupid things in political office need to be kicked out of office. And top of my list is, is Mike DeWine. And I was privilege to wrap up 2023 on State of the Nation with my buddies, Brian McClain and, and Steve Hook. And I said, we've got a great candidate in Bernie Marino for U.S. Senate there. The, Matt Dolan is, is the original white boy. I can call Matt Dolan out as a pasty old white guy. He's not the man for the job. And Frank LaRose needs to focus on his job as Secretary of State securing this election. And we also have to get Ohio State Senator George Lang elected to the governorship. He'd be a fantastic governor for Ohio. And, and we've been talking about that a lot, about Senator Lang becoming the governor. You know, he started the Business First Caucus. We've yeah. helped support it. You've actually been in the, uh, I have. In the state yeah. for Business First Caucus. You know, and it's really, truly bringing in all the businesses, all the money, and it's got that trickle-down effect to everybody. It, it helps everybody in the entire state. And as Bernie Marino and George Lang has said, you know, we can't fix D.C., but we can, you know, fix Ohio and keep Ohio the right. way it is. 
And you know, I've got to say, I've been very impressed with the job J.D. Vance has done so far. We we had some questions about J.D. Was he the real deal or was he, you know, a Hollywood guy that was coming in and and not, you know, going to be like uh, the governor up there in uh, North Dakota, who ends up running for president after serving less than one term as governor of North Dakota, which he hasn't accomplished anything up there. And yet he, he thinks he should be president. Uh, or, or is he really going to be a solid senator? I think so far, J.D.'s been a solid senator. Unbelievable. You and I were not supporting J.D. We wanted originally to have Frank LaRose or Bernie Marino. Yeah. Bernie Marino dropped out. And we questioned, you know, J.D. Vance. But he's actually has impressed us. And you really know that he has shaken up the establishment and impresses them. When my father-in-law and I are up in the middle of the night, Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, Carl Rose there with his little whiteboard, and he starts <laughs> talking about finally. He says, "Oh, we don't, we don't need more senators like JD Vance that only won by a couple points." And I by a couple points, I said, "Are you crazy? They are the, the establishment is truly scared of people like JD Vance, Bernie Marino, because they're going to go in there, they're going to shake things up, and they really, truly are going to make Ohio better. They're going to make the United States better, and they're not going to put up with any bullshit." They really, truly are the real deal, Timbo, and we need more of them. We do, and it's not that they're afraid of these politicians, Chuck. They're afraid of us, and they don't want us to have the ability to elect politicians that are going to serve the people and go up down to D.C. and go into the various state houses with a servant's heart and take their oath of office seriously and uphold the Constitution, both federally and at the state level. They don't want us to have that power which is why we're having all of these shenanigans with ballot access. And we're going to get to that after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. Here's a little news flash. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Nicolas Maduro's government in Venezuela has directed its military to conduct drills following the UK's decision to send a naval vessel to assist Guyana, with whom Venezuela has a territorial dispute. In Liberia, a catastrophic incident occurred earlier this week when a fuel tanker leaking gasoline exploded while people were gathering around it. The tragedy resulted in over 40 fatalities. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Chuck, we had a disturbing story, potentially disturbing. I, mean, I don't, we don't know enough yet to know whether it's disturbing. Out of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base down there in Dayton, and, and which is halfway between Columbus and Cincinnati down in Southwest Ohio. You know, not, not a lot of details on it yet, but it looks like the uh, base commander got relieved of duties because of, uh, you know, confidence to lead. And, you, and if, you've, if you've looked at this, I've been forwarding those emails to our inner group, like Colonel Mike Ford, mm -hmm. you know, our old guys group, all our military groups. There's been a lot of loss in confidence with a lot of these commanding officers. I mean, it, it is truly very bad. And we don't know yet why he lost his command. And right, Pat, quite frankly, one of the largest bases in the United States. I have sold hardware maintenance down there when I worked with control data over in Area B. Got to see my very first Cray supercomputer there. It was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And their whole computer data center was headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base because I-70 is just a little bit north, and that's where May East and May, May West, you know, join the main pipe for the Internet. 
Um, and it's a, it's a strategic base. It's one of the largest bases. And Turner, even though I don't like him as a congressman, he has helped keep that base open. John Glenn, when he's a senator, helped keep that base open. And it's strategically located right in the Midwest. But the commander lost, you know, loss of confidence in command. But this is happening all over the place. Ships out in the, out in the Pacific fleet. Right. Ships running into other ships. Um, all these guys. Are we had, we've had several. Ships. Yeah, we've had several uh, ship captains, not rank of captain, but ship captains be relieved of duty for loss of confidence. There's two things going on here. And I don't know which one this is. We had the Obama purge where all patriots were above the rank of lieutenant colonel. So colonel and above, colonel, brigadier general, major general, lieutenant general, and general were asked, would you fire on American citizens if given the order? And if they said no, they were drummed out of the military summarily by Obama. He he gutted our command corps. And so now you have the people that survived are now in those higher ranks. So are they losing the confidence of the soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines under them because they're radical progressives that really aren't qualified for the job, but were, you know, elevated by Obama? Or are these persistent patriots that Joe Biden's people, the commies running this government, are trying to weed out. They're trying to weed out. You know, in, in typical, the, the crazy thing, you know, I tell all listeners on this when I do, you know, other shows, Chrissy and I have five children in the military. I tell everybody we have five times more reason to bitch than anybody else. Yeah. You know, what have you done for your country? You know, and they're, you know, been in harm's way, and it's everybody from frontline to medical to cyber. And, you know, uh, Back when our oldest son was doing cyber down at Fort Gordon, down in Augusta, Georgia, had to go down there and uh, pick our son up uh, because uh, father-in-law passed away and had a great, you know, frank conversation with the commanding officer down there in the XO. And they said, we're out. This is, this is 2009, Timbo, when this happened. He was telling me that I'm out. Obama's decimating the officer court. Not only the officer court, Timbo. The NCO. The, the NCOs, exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But all these guys who are yes men that were checking the box are everyone that's left. You know, and it's just like back in the, the communist purge or, you know, what happened in uh, Germany. They end up getting rid of the, the good staunch patriots and they're gone. You know, and and, and, we, and they're we, hitting it. They're hitting the officer corps and the, the NCO corps. Uh, from the other end as well, because now all of the academies have gone woke to the point where I had one old boy who was very active in the Alumni Association and and on a couple of the boards at West Point resign in protest. I know Colonel Mike Ford is no longer donating. Uh, Colonel Art Cole is upset with the Air Force Academy. We've got other naval officers upset with Annapolis. Uh, this is a serious threat because they're trying to portray, I mean, look at the recruiting videos, right? You had that cartoon about the woman who had two mommies and now they're pushing all the transgender stuff and all over TikTok, there are serving soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marine doing transition, going from their military uniform to their full drag face and, and all of this type of nonsense on TikTok. Meanwhile, you look at the Russian 
recruiting videos. Oh, the Chinese. These other countries, the Chinese, these countries are just laughing at us. We have literally become a laughing stock. It almost makes you want to say, wow, they got, they got great marketing and it's all true what they're trying to do. Yeah. A bunch of bad, they're a bunch of badasses, you know? Yeah. But you know, the form of of military is, you know, they'll they'll just do human ways of a hundred thousand people, you know, in in an offense. They don't care about them. They'll just keep replacing them. You know, on here where, you know, we don't leave anyone behind. We try to uh, bring them all back. Um, yeah, do the honorable thing. Well, that's why Korea ended up as a stalemate, because the Chinese just kept sending cannon fodder across, and we basically ran out of bullets. Yes, absolutely. And also, you know, when you go back to, you know, the Ohio State University, you've got guys like uh, who graduated, like Curtis LeMay, the yeah. founder of SAC, the founder of the Air Force, you know, our greatest cigar-smoking you know, sports car driving uh, general out there is a graduate of the Ohio State University. Yeah, um, yeah, we turned out a lot of great leaders down here, and all these people are—they've got to be spinning in their graves. They really do. And I took—you know—I told you naval history with Woody Hayes. You know, yeah. he would always talk. You know, it was unbelievable. These these patriots, these people who were, you know, the salt of the earth people who really fought for us so that we wouldn't have to go back to war. This stuff wouldn't happen. And guys like Colonel R. Cole, who were over there, Colonel Mike Ford, were fighting so this stuff wouldn't come here. And now it's here. Yeah, and, and Colonel like R. Ford received the Distinguished Flying Cross. Mike Ford, Colonel R. Cole, Mike Ford, you can literally hear with every breath he takes what he gave to this country because he's got respiratory issues that he picked up over in Iraq in uh, 20 years ago. These men are, truly are dedicated and have a servant's heart. And it it breaks their heart to see what's happening, not only to the military, but to the country, because this isn't just a military problem, okay? We now have teachers, okay? Gen X teachers, even millennial teachers in their 30s talking about these Gen Alpha, which is the stupidest name ever, but that's what they're calling the, the elementary school children now, Gen Alpha. And they're calling out the parents for how poorly behaved, how poorly disciplined these children are. You tell them to sit down, they say, no, you're not my mother, you don't control me. And they they keep you know, throwing things at other students. And the classrooms have just become basically like going to visit the zoo when we were children. Remember going to visit the zoo and zoos back then didn't have natural habitats. It was literally animals behind bars, which which is horrific to think about, but that's what it was. And, you know, we would walk by Tommy the Chimp and Tommy the Chimp would always have water in his mouth for somebody to walk by. And as soon as somebody walked by too closely, Tommy yeah. spat that water out 10, 12 feet and you got soaked. And that's what these classrooms are like now. And it's not, I'm not making a racial comment because it's all classrooms. It's suburban white classrooms. It's inner city classrooms. It's everywhere because this is cultural rot. I mean, we are seeing the implosion of American society in slow motion. But you know, in Ohio, Tibbo, they have vouchers. So the parents can leave a failing school system and take them. You know, where our kids went to school, it became Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, took the vouchers, they went there. Then they went to the high school, kids for the Catholic high school. St. Francis Sales actually won a uh, state championship because of the Hispanic players that they had. And the baseball players, you know, baseball been very, very good to me. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but they, they've added a lot to it. But they've had that option to leave these failing schools. But even in this good school systems, though, Timbo, they have these teachers that are just out of control and they're teaching the DEI. And you've got guys like my son, Captain Andy, when he went through that mandatory DEI training with the military, basically said, I sat there with my rosemary and I fell asleep during it. Um, well, we might have we might have come to the end of DEI. I want to pick that up after the break. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Winter is going to reclose in on Europe and the United States. The United States had a very warm Christmas. But if you looked at the weatherbell.com analogs that we put out back in March for how we thought this was going to evolve, a lot of this is based on our climate hypothesis having to do with the underwater geothermal venting that's going on. It predicted almost perfectly the Christmas temperature across the United States, with it being warm in the east and central part of the country and cold in the west. It also is predicting a cold January, February, and March, and this is coming for much of the southern and eastern United States. It's also coming for Europe. You folks in Europe, get ready. You can punch the clock. You're about 10 days away from a dramatic change. And there is going to be three to four weeks of really, really nasty weather in Europe. Because this is a retrograding pattern, we have something called the quasi-biennial oscillation, which is easterly. What happens is Europe will get very, very cold first. The United States over the next two weeks will be cold from about the central part of the United States, west, east, south, where it'll still be warm in Canada. Then the mother load comes into the United States later in January and February. So we're giving you fair warning now. There is a textbook stratospheric warming event taking place. It was already one. It is leading to the response that's turning cooler now across the United States. But the second one that is coming is the one that can really, really dump the polar vortex into the Great Lakes for a while later in January or February. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Chuck, you mentioned DEI and the school districts are pushing it. I think the main challenge in public education, government education in the United States today is we have too many administrators. We do have some good teachers. Not, not all the teachers are morbidly obese, pierced, purple-haired freaks that are pushing sexuality on five-year-olds. We do have a lot of good teachers. The problem is these administrators, first of all, there's way too many of them. Secondly, we have high school principals like we had down in the Fort Bend Independent School District west of Houston that had an OnlyFans account for himself and just the chancellor up at the one of the universities in Wisconsin. I think it was University of Wisconsin. University of Wisconsin, Big Ten School. Well, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't Madison. It was one of the satellite campuses, but still. 
Um, you know, we got a lot of a lot of these. The problem is these leftist administrators pushing the DER. But I, I saw something that was encouraging. It looks like big tech has given up on DEI because actually there was a decline in DEI at the big tech companies over 2023. I think it needs to go away, not because we don't favor diversity, not because we don't favor equality, not because we don't favor inclusion, but because we do. Because diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI, it's not about diversity, it's not about equity, and it's not about inclusion. I mean, Tim, you know, we grew up on the east side of Cleveland, you know, grew up in a, in a city that was, you know, we didn't look at us. We were just all Americans, black, white. And one of my good friends yeah. down there in general for the state of Ohio, he, he's, he's, he's black, doesn't act like it. You know, just, we were just friends and we just hung out and his stuff didn't come back in the light until 2008, Timbo, right back at That's us. Right. That's Never right. thought anything like this at all. Nothing whatsoever. You know, well, and you know who didn't see it coming? The black community didn't see it coming. I cannot tell you how many black patriots I've talked to at, at CPAC and other travels, friends of mine that are just thoroughly disillusioned with Obama, with the Democrat Party, with what they have wrought for this country. They've sown division. They've stoked the flames of racial division. We're much worse off today in 2023 than we were in the summer of 2008. Oh, yeah, when they had, uh, you know, in New York City, that shooting uh, that happened was a day or day before Christmas. Guys out there shooting, says, you'll kill all white people. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing it all over the place. And, and the other thing is, it has a lot to do with uh, etiquette, manners, Timbo, you know, bad parenting. Um, hold the door open for a, for a, a woman or a lady. Um, you know, even doing things like, you know, I have always taught our children, you know, hey, you know, you do the dishes, you'll get some brownie points. And he didn't do the dishes until, you know, Josh, until you push the button, you know, and they say you do that. Just do extra things when you're bride every day, but just be a gentleman, have manners, have etiquette. That yeah, is walk out. on the street, it's walk hot. on the street it's side hot. of the street and open the cab door. And if you're getting into a cab, you get in first and you slide over so she doesn't have to push over. And just, just the things that... We grew up with that we do reflexively, that we do without even thinking about it. And in fact, I never think about it unless a woman calls it out. You know, really, that's nice that you would do that. I said, do what? I didn't even realize what I'd done a lot of the time. And um, that is missing. And that's where I think organizations like Right of Center USA, and you can go to rightofcenterusa.com to find out more about our political operation, but Right of Center USA, putting candidates in office that are going to bring back not just good governance, but bring back some civility, bring back some normalcy. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders put it best when she said this coming election is a choice between normal and crazy. It really is. And it's also look at uh, that other video we floated around that if uh, Donald Trump was in office, none of this yeah. would be going on right now. It really yeah. wouldn't. And you have such a class act, you know, with Melania Trump, you know, as the first lady, you know, versus what you have now. Um, and, you know, our interns at Wright Center that we've had for years are all, you know, Army ROTC. Um, they get a lot of great skills where we tell them to put the phone down, Timbo, and start interacting. And the professor of military science said years ago, the cadets that actually work with us have better social and networking skills than just being behind a phone um, right. and 
better values. You know, back in uh, 2012, we went down to uh, ROTC and the command sergeant major down there actually asked the class, you know, how many are you going to be voting for in the next election for Obama? And half the class raised their hand that they're going to be voting for Obama. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's going through the, the classrooms down there. And we get to get a couple of key ones. You know, Lieutenant Evan Beekler was probably one of our greatest interns we ever had. Absolutely incredible. You know, was down at uh, Fort Bragg, went to Korea and served. And we truly need more leaders like that. And really, truly, there's got to be some sort of like the Israeli defense, uh, the uh, IDF. You know, we need that in this in this country. We need people to start doing that and really caring for this country and what's going to start happening and really be families. You know, stop all this craziness. Vote for crazy or vote for normal, Timbo. Something's got to happen. It really does. Yeah, and, and, it, it, and, be very and we really, we need a national effort to, to restore childhood to children, number one, not have these children grow up so quickly, not be teaching them about sexual preferences in kindergarten and, you know, let children be children again, but also to bring them up. We, You never say that you raised children, right? You raise hogs, you raise cattle, you raise chickens, but you bring children up. And that's the proper way to say it. And that's, that's something that's been lost, I think, the, the idea that you're, you're bringing children up into the adult world. When we were children, Chuck, I know it was the same way in your house as it was in mine. The adults are talking. I was always allowed in the room when there were political discussions, when my dad was working on a campaign or something, I was allowed to, to sit in the room as long as I, I kept my mouth shut and my ears open. You know, you're to be seen and not heard. That was something we were always told. This is adult time. There were things that were adult, okay? And they weren't for children. We need to start protecting our children more instead of using them to play out our delusions. So many parents, with the, you're telling me, Mom, that you've got two transgender children? Really? I don't think that that's possible. I think maybe you're pushing both of those children towards transgenderism. You're telling me that a two-year-old is transgender? Two-year-olds don't even know anything about gender expression. My daughter loved playing with Legos and not Barbies. My son like to play musical instruments, does that mean he wanted to be a girl and she wanted to be a boy? I mean, it's insanity what we're doing to our children. I mean, it really is terrible, Tim. And he's, uh, you know, we got a text back from the Business First Caucus today when we talked about DeWine and uh, not, uh, you know, he just vetoed a, that that whole bill right. and said, well, well, we'll just let the parents decide. You know, what's you know and here's the problem I have with that. Yeah, because I'm glad you mentioned that because the response was, well, we don't agree with the bill, but we don't agree that it's the government's place to get involved in this issue. Oh, really? The government has outlawed child abuse. The, out the government has outlawed child pornography, child rape, outlawed a lot of things that harm children. The government has outlawed children smoking cigarettes it's outlawed children drinking alcohol it's outlawed children smoking marijuana or taking other drugs so why won't the government outlaw child mutilation because here's the reality of it a lot of these none of these surgeries can proceed without parental consent 
There's already a law protecting children. Doctors lose their license if they operate on a child without parental consent. So what this law really was doing was protecting children from their psychotic parents. Business First Caucus is entirely wrong on this issue. You know, and they, they, uh, the whole idea that, uh, you know, getting away from just letting the parents do it, it's also a lot of these people, like you said, they have psychological issues and they're yeah. placing, and they're doing it on their children, you know, and they're imposing what they want done. There's got to be some sort of speed bumps in a society, you know, to keep this from happening and have this happen. Is this truly how you want to represent yourself? I mean, I'm just absolutely shocked. And to have this done, you know, is mutilation. Whatever happened to, you know, will do no harm, you know, right. as far as a doctor, you know, and they go out and do this. Who are these doctors that are performing this stuff? They're, they're, the, they're the spiritual, they're the spiritual heirs of Joseph Mengele, right? And all they see is dollar signs. Boston Children's Hospital is building a new multi-million dollar surgical center solely to perform gender reassignment surgery, which they call gender affirming surgery, but is actually gender denying surgery. But Tim, who's paying for this? I mean, and one of the things that Andy would do, the he, government. Was a he was a conscientious subjector and he would actually not treat anybody, you know, when he was um, stationed, you know, uh, he would say, you know, if you're transgender or you're thinking about getting an abortion or having an abortion, I'm not going to treat you. I'm a conscientious subjector. But there right. were people, the big thing was join the military. The military will pay for your transgender surgery. Isn't it right. absolutely fantastic that, you know, that's where our money's going to, to pay for that when we have veterans or we have active duty military that need true medical help and you're paying for this craziness. Yeah, Democrats hate the military unless they can use the military to enact their social programs. It's, it's absolutely absurd. But the good news is, the good news is we're happy warriors like Lee Atwater used to refer to himself. We, we do things with with some snark and a smile and, and a laugh or two. And we can have a lot of fun taking back the culture. And one of the things we're doing, we're on a mission from God to give back to our military. Oh, really? That have given us so much at deploymentcigars.com. And we have a lot of fun together, don't we? Tell tell folks about our virtual deployments. You know, our virtual deployments, we have one coming up uh, with Ronald Reagan on his birthday, celebrating his birthday. Um and, you know, we're doing a lot of different things out there where we donate cigars. You purchase a cigar, we send one downrange. We get requests from APO boxes, you know, weekly, and we send those cigars. And the ones that we send down are our our, uh, our chaplain therapy cigars. And they get the same cigar. You peel off the back of it. It's got every chaplain that's been KIA'd from the 1776 to current. The, the benefit that we have when we do the virtuals is... We have people from all over the United States, Timbo, that yeah. are on there. You know, usually 50 to 100 people. We send them three cigars. We send them four bourbons. We send them some great chocolates. And we have some great bantering back and forth and talk about what's currently happening. But also really pairing those cigars and, and having a fantastic time. And the people that we meet, they're truly from all walks of life from all over the United States. No racism whatsoever. You know, and no background. It's all you. That's checked at the door when you when you log into your Zoom, and it's it's actually a lot of fun. 
It is, and there's, there's no rank either, right? So you've got you've got sergeants put, picking on colonels, and and vice versa, and it's it's a lot of fun, and and it's not always bourbon. Sometimes it's scotches too, which I know you and I prefer. But uh, yeah, they can go to deploymentcigars.com and check out all the things we're doing. The the drink kits are phenomenally popular now. We, you add your own alcohol and you make your own own cocktails. But you know the best Christmas gift I got this year? It wasn't the bottle of Old Forester Blue Label cask strength that I scored either. It was that it was the emails that we got from all the chaplains thanking us for the cigars that we sent this year and telling us what an impact our chaplain cigar therapy program made over the course of the years and especially during the holidays you never smoke by yourself a cigar um cigar is not like smoking a cigarette where you're going out taking a quick break um when they smoke the cigars the best evenings when these when all these soldiers and military was deployed was their cigar night where they'd all yeah. get around you know the burn barrel burn pits and light up a cigar, talk about good times, and they would really reflect, but it actually relaxed them and calmed them. And, you know, being in Afghanistan, Iraq, you're not allowed any alcohol. You know, um, you know your forward operating bases, you know, you've got to leave the country before you get to, you know, drink anything. But those moments that they have, and even today, Timbo, smoking a cigar with somebody and spending time with them and really getting their background and their history, um talking things through it really really is very meaningful it really is um yeah it's a relaxing social ritual that really strengthens friendships and helps you develop new friendships and and if you don't smoke that's fine too because we've got the ability you can donate and we'll just send cigars to the troops instead of sending you some cigars and sending the troops, some cigars, we'll just send them to the troops if you want to do that. There's a lot of things at deploymentcigars.com that you can do to help us on our mission from God to give back to those who've given so much to this country. And you've given a lot back, Timbo. You've really helped us. You've been inspirational. You've been very supportive. Um, you know, and also helping me with my old grammar, <laughs> you know, and my emails, you know, and my spell check. You know, all because, you know, I should have never dated my uh, English 110 comp uh, TA when I went through college. I probably should have really, you know, cracked down and did that. But uh, that's how I got through English 110 in Ohio State. I don't think they'll they'll take that class away from me now that I'm broadcasting that. That's how I got through. I don't that. know, but we will, uh, you know, we all bring our own skill set to the table. It's, <laughs> it's great working with you. It's, it's great having you every other week, every odd-numbered week. It's Chuck from rightofcenterusa.com with the Flyover State Report. We've got another one next week because next week is the first Friday of the month. I hope you had a better 2023 than 2022. And I hope that 2024 is the best year yet for all of us. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Stay tuned on TNT Radio for the Havorier Moritz Show. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep smoking the good fight.